Thank you for choosing to listen to today's message by Reverend Dr. David Edge. We know you will be blessed as you seek and serve God. We believe that this message will stir up a desire for more of God, even as you listen. Be blessed. Be ye separated. Someone say, be ye separated. Be separated. Say it again. Be separated. Say it like you are a believer. Be separated. Be separated. I spoke about the fact that God is a God of renewal, a God of revival. Having been in Christ for a little while, I discovered that it is normal of human beings to catch fire and after or be revived or be be empowered and then afterwards go back to the same state they are in. So it requires spark plugs to start someone because I know you don't have to tell me. The human nature is such that we easily forget and we easily revert to our comfort zone. But most of us here, it is our desire to stay in that state, stay in that position and keep walking with God. And that is what has necessitated this message because after you have been rejuvenated, after, okay, after you have passed your exam, what next? Do you now go and sleep? See what I'm saying? Now, it's, it's in your desire to rest and your attempt to rest that the enemy now, Bible says that a man went to sow good seeds, but when men slept, Matthew chapter 13, from verse 24, 25, 20. Whilst men slept, an enemy went to sow tests. So the problem is not the seed you have caught. The problem is the sleeping you are doing. Because <laughs> the enemy works at best when you are sleeping. Talk to me, talk to me. They can't catch you unless they sedate you. And that you make their work difficult. You screaming and kicking. So they have to sedate you. Or either they put you under general anesthesia. So that you, do, you don't feel it. So most of us have been anesthetized. So that when you are falling, you don't realize you are falling. So you can show up in church, but something has disengaged. You've gone back to the boyfriend. You've gone back to the boy, girlfriend. You've gone back to your old ways. Am I talking to somebody at all? Shake someone, tell, wake up, wake up, wake up. It's very interesting how the Bible puts it in Romans chapter 13, verse 11. Are you ready for this? Romans chapter 13, verse 11. He says now, and do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believe. Wake up! After such an encounter with God, how on earth can you revert? I'm not saying you reverted because it is intentional. 
But there are systems you have to put in place to avoid you or help you, prevent you from reverting. You see, when it comes to working with God, their willpower is not good enough. Your willpower is only good when you can make it help you to put in the systems. But when it comes to the battle itself, you don't win by willpower. A typical example. How many of us can decide that you are now going to will? You are willing that you won't sleep for the next one week. Your willpower is not good enough to, to stop you from sleeping. Sometimes you are so tired, you don't even know when you fall asleep. The only thing that can keep you awake is when a lion shows up. You understand what I'm saying? Something else, something outside of self. <laughs> Romans chapter 13. Let's all read the verse 12 together. Let's, loud, let's go. Have you realized that the sleep he's talking about is not talking about physical sleep? Yes. It's the work of darkness. Yeah. The works of darkness. He says, says that the night is far spent. You've slept too long. God bend us, O oh Lord. And you realize that he descended. Something happened to you. Please, if you don't take care, you trade it for something that was more de- that's detrimental to your peace, your destiny, your future. The, far, the night is far spent. Therefore, put off the deeds of darkness and let's put on the armor, armor of light. Verse 13. Romans 13, 13. You know, I like those ones. Romans 13, 13. Let us walk properly. Let us do what? Walk properly. This is not talking about catwalk. All right. King James says what? Give me the King James. I prefer the King James. Let us walk honestly. How does the NIV put it? Letter, you see, the work there is talking about behavior. Behavior. <laughs> behavior. After all this bender so long, you've gone back to that cantankerous behavior. <laughs> you were struggling with something still. God stepped in through prayer. And now you could tell you were free. Bible says... <laughs> It is for freedom why Christ set you free. He set you free so you'll be free. Do not, he says that, do not walk, go, don't go back into bondage. Galatians chapter 5. From verse 1. We have the propensity to do that. We all. How many of us? All. You see, it says that it is for freedom. Oh, put it back, put it back. Go, I, I, I prefer the NIV. Yeah. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again with the yoke of slavery. Are you, are you allowing? So you see the word he used? Do not let yourself. Yes. So the power is in your hands. It is working for me. Yes. So you have to work it. Sister, you have to work it. You have to, other than that, you become a monument. When we go to your house, all we have is pictures and certificates, but we can't see the impact on your life. Seven years ago, I used to be this. Five years ago, I used to be this. Eighteen years ago, I used to be this. Seven years ago, I used to be the best church attender. I used to be the best soul winner. I used to be the best whatever. I used to be... But now! 
But now, so verse 13 again of Romans chapter 13. Thank you, Jesus. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in rivalry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. You see the things he's mentioning? Strife, envy, lust, rivalry, drunkenness, lewdness. But look at, look at the next verse. That's the way I want to. Then I'll move on. From. Look at, let's read the verse together. Let's go. I was about to ask a question, but I know nobody will answer, so. I was about to ask. How many of you have gone last? <laughs> the flesh has last. So, sometimes, when you are praying, Lord, 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 the last is still there. You finish praying, and now the last, okay. Hello, I'm here now. He said, do not, back on the screen, verse 14, do not watch this, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its last. So the last is there. You got it. Tell someone, don't be deceived, I've got it. After all this screaming, Lord, I receive, Lord, I receive. Don't spoil the I receive. I saw a scripture, and I, I kind of like the NIV version. In Second Second Corinthians chapter seven, verse one, haven't you realized the last of your flesh is spoiling so many things? I mean, when I come around you, you are saying, "Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord, I'm changing, I'm changing. I, I will do it again. Don't let him, don't let me look at my face, Lord, oh Lord." Oh, am I not speaking the truth? Hallelujah. What did I say? Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse, verse 1. That's very serious. It says, since we have these promises, like the promises that God is saying, someone is receiving a miracle and all these things, the promises of God, since we have these promises, dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates the body and spirit. Perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Where have all these messages gone? Most of us don't know that this. The Bible says this. You don't know. You don't know. And we are busy creating. It's not like we, we create situations. You see, let me tell you something. That's why I spoke about willpower. If you allow yourself in some situations, you will disappoint yourself. So it's not about willpower. It's the systems you create around yourself so that God, you can host his presence constantly. Other than that, you, you will be disappointing yourself. And then when we have come in, we are praying, Lord, send revival in United Kingdom. You are using 30 minutes praying for God. Please forgive me. God, please forgive me. And you will come back and, and say the same prayer again. And say the same prayer again because, you know what? You are not learning. You go back. Uh, who am I talking to at all? Since I'm not say I'm All right. Somebody's blessed. Somebody's blessed. Right, let's go to the, the text. So, the things you have to put in place so that the flesh does not fulfill its desire for you to continue in what God has started in you. Say discipline. Left 
to discipline yourself to do the things you have to do. Most of us, had it not been for some level of discipline, you've lost, you would have lost your job. You wouldn't have had a job. Because you have to go to work. So it pushes someone. Some of, some of us, we wake up as early as 5.30. Even though you sleep, you went to bed uh, after midnight, you still wake up. It's, it's, it's discipline. You understand what I'm saying? It's discipline. Discipline builds the finest in you. It brings out the best out of you. So then, for you to continue in, in what God has started, to keep it going, you have to, you, you, you definitely have to put discipline in place. Commitment. Get yourself committed to some daily routines. One great man of God, he said that the secret of your future is hidden in your daily routines. Some of us were reading a Bible when we were doing the book of John, the book of Acts. After us, you don't even read your Bible. Sister, why, do, why are you doing that to yourself? Brother, why are you doing that to yourself? And you so say, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. You wake up in the morning, the first thing you check is your text message, WhatsApp, and Facebook. You don't agree with me? You have to develop another habit. I don't want to read letters when I've not read my Bible. I don't want to read emails when I've not read my Bible. I don't want to read WhatsApp when I've not read my Bible. I don't want to read check text messages when I've not read my Bible. Every now and then, if it's a discipline matter, disciplinary matter, but every now and then, it will it'll slip. Because we are like that. We human beings are like that. But you must have a personal custom which you follow. Follow regularly. Other than that, you won't do what you are supposed to do. And you know, when it comes to spiritual things, it's very easy to ignore it, marginalize it, put you on the side. Because it doesn't seem to have an impact on your life. There and then. How many of you agree that there's some work, some work you got to do in the area of discipline? As for discipline, it's timeless. Every one of us, as long as you remain in the flesh. That thing that my spiritual father said, which I've been saying every now and then, I can't forget. He said, a good character is not a permanent possession. So today, you may, be, you may have it right. If you don't stay in discipline, those who are having it wrong, you will fall below them. You understand? So discipline keeps you going, keeps you focused. Commit yourself to the things that are necessary for your spiritual growth. For instance, commitment to what? Commitment to word, the word of God. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, it's interesting what I realize what God's word can do for you. Tell someone, you have to read your Bible every day. You have to read your Bible every day. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Are you there? Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. It says that, my son, give attention to what? And then what? Incline your ears to my saying. So it is your, your responsibility to give attention to the word. Right? Give attention to my word. Incline your ears to my saying. Verse, verse 21. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Do you, you see that? You have to keep it. Someone will tell you it doesn't matter. Is God understand? It understands what? God may understand, but you'll be destroying yourself. Listen, let me tell you. It's just basic Christian. Christianity 101. Is Christianity what? 
101. To read your Bible. It's stronger than just going to church. Reading your Bible. It's basic Christianity. The fundamentals of Christianity. Reading your Bible. So if they tell you you don't have to read your Bible, whoever is telling you is not from God. Read your Bible. Don't say my pastor has been preaching. No. Wait, so Paul said, I beat myself daily. So it's everyone's responsibility. But the good news is, sister, bro, you can make it. It's, listen, it's in, it's in your DNA already. So it's not like you are trying to do something outside of self. It's not an extra, extra nose. It's within. It's not synthetic. It's not like a righteousness that was given to us. This one is intrinsic, not synthetic. It's inside you. You can do it because the spirit, Bible says that he will strengthen you by his spirit into your inner man. It's inside there. Or in your inner man. Praise God. Hallelujah. So, let me finish the text on Proverbs chapter 4, verse 22. He said, keep my words, keep it in the eye. So you see the word for. Why should you keep verse 20 again? Put verse 20 quickly. Let's go to verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ears to my sayings. Verse 21. Incline your ears to my Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your... Why, why should I do it? It tells you the reason. Say so why? For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Health. There's some... Listen to me. This is a serious point. The Bible doesn't only do something spiritual for you. It also affects your physical health. It's like constant medication. It's it's stronger and better than vitamins. Why don't you try it? Try it and see who is lying. Whether God or you. Try it. Put yourself on a dose of God's word. Every day. Some if I were you, I'll read it in the morning. And I'll read it before I go to bed. I read it. And not just read, but try and say, God, speak to me. Open your spirit and listen to God speaking to you. And then something will jump up to you. Hold on to it. Meditate upon it. Think about it. Take, take it to sleep. You will see, you wake up different. All those physical weaknesses, after doing this thing for a while, you'll be shocked. Some things will vacate from your body. By themselves, they'll vacate. You won't, there won't be the need for you to do and join healing line. Keep reading the Bible. Keep that. Sometimes when they say, wait, sick. You know, it's been a long time since I joined the line. There's nothing wrong with joining the line. But there is a fast track. Bible says the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. Said the word, for the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the di- division of the soul and the spirit. The joints and the marrow. And is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the hearts. I always say, I don't, I'm, I'm confused. I don't even know what God is telling me. Oh, is this right? When you keep reading the word of God, it helps you to separate what is of God and what is not of God. It's easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, Luke chapter 4, verse 4, and Matthew chapter 4, verse 4, said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that can proceed out of, by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord. Watch this. What does that mean? It implies that the word of God that God speaks this word, you live by it. Yes. You live by it. How many of you agree with me that if you don't eat, 
you are likely to die. Many people are dying in some um, places where famine has hit because of lack of food. So if you don't eat, in the same way, if you don't eat the word, you'll be dying and you'll be in serious spiritual slumber. Listen, the reason why you can't say no is because your spirit has been emaciated. You know in your heart, you, do, you want to say yes to the Lord. You want to say no to the, the things you don't like. Am I talking to somebody? Yes. You know it. You want, you want to do it. You want to do it. But you, you, it, it's like you don't have it in you to do it. And by the time you, you realize you're on the phone and oh, I don't want to gossip. By the time you gossip already. Oh, no. The thing is coming up by itself without any control. Just flowing. And you are trying to hold it back. It's not coming. You are not in control. You know why? Because your spirit is emaciated, very weak. It's not strong. So you're, you can't live from your spirit. So even though you want to do it, it doesn't take the flesh to do it. It takes the spirit to do it. Now, if you don't read your Bible, your spirit is not being fed. So your spirit becomes very weak. And the, the you, before Christ saved you, that you, you see, you revert to it. That monster in you begins to take over. Every one of us have got a monster in us, you know. Oh, don't you know that already? The one sitting beside you doesn't know. They don't, they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. They don't know how wild you are. <laughs> you look. This is presentation mode. Why this is not you? This is not you. It's not you. You are not as 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 innocent as you look. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But the, the problem is that this is that is where the hypocrites and the religious guys get advantage. Because they'll be attacking you and they'll make you feel sorry. They'll condemn you because you know you want to do it. But unless they don't catch you, do wrong. They'll say you are evil. You are Already you yourself feel sorry. And then they'll heap the Pharisees. Receive strength in the name of Jesus. So when you read your Bible, you strengthen your spirit. So you can do the things that you know you have to do. And then you, ha- you have to have personal prayer life. Personal prayer. Let's all say that together. If I ask how many of us had the privilege to pray this morning, you, fi- you will see that most of us will be ready. Someone said, oh, my, my house, there's no space to pray. <laughs> so many of us, listen, have excuses why we can't do what we are supposed to do. But you can't afford not to do what you have to do because you are blessed. Now, you know, we are in a season of extreme favor of God. But what the enemy is trying to do is he's finding ways to sow tests into your life that can undermine the grace of God that is trying to find an expression on your life. So we have to, we have to, we have to blow his cover. We have to expose the enemy. You understand what I'm saying? We have to expose the enemy. How do you do that? That's why I'm teaching what I'm teaching. Read your Bible. Have a personal Bible study life. Have a personal prayer life. You may, you, you may start with five minutes. Make yourself do it. Do you understand? Make yourself do it. At least it's, even, it's better to pray ten minutes and fall asleep than not pray at all. I'm not saying and go to bed. I mean fall asleep. 
know, sometimes you wake up, you are praying, and then it's easy to pray in church, especially when the place is charged and be running around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's borrowed strength. But it's okay. Tap, it, tap, tap into it from here and take it back home. Now, if you are struggling in your house in your, with your prayer life, keep coming to tap and make effort to transport it home. If it's not happening, just keep coming to tap. Do you know that if you come here in the afternoon or maybe before service, it's a conducive atmosphere you can at least push yourself to pray, private prayers? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you, you, you need private prayers. Every good Christian needs private prayers. Or every sound, strong Christian needs to have his own or her own private prayers. Jesus had it. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Mark, Mark chapter 1, verse 30, 31. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. Let's look at the Luke version. Luke chapter 5, verse 16. Luke chapter 6, verse 12. Jesus was praying. You see, he was the son of God. And he was praying. And you, you are not praying. Deep. Hey, see, demons saw him and they started shivering, screaming. And yet he was praying. And you, they see you, they start coming after him. <laughs> and they want a piece of you and you're not praying. <laughs> what did I say? What does it say? He often, he himself, he often redeem himself into the wilderness and pray. Luke 6 12. I like that one. The Luke 6 12 is even interesting. Luke 6 12 said, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. That's Jesus in the mountain. Continued all night in prayer to God. I don't want to sound very religious and sophisticated. But you have to make sure, in your own way, start inculcating prayer into your timetable. Do you understand what I'm saying? Add it. Okay? You don't have to be a bishop. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to pray those kind of prayer. Oh, Lord! No, 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 no. Don't pray that. But in reality, pray your own simple prayers. God hears that and it builds you. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody's blessed. Are you, are you getting anything at all? Yes. I want to challenge something in you. We are Christians. That's what Christianity is about. It's not about getting a husband, getting a wife, getting a job, getting a shoe, okay, getting a new car, new house. That's not Christianity. Anybody at all, any Tom Dick and Harry can get that. You know, but living from your spirit, what God has deposited in you, you can't do it without God. Yeah. And we have it. So why have we relinquished that and given up on that and chasing what ordinary people are chasing? No wonder we suffer what they are suffering. Yes. And some of them are better than us in the, in the pursuit of those things. So they are, they are getting better results. Do you understand what I'm saying? So don't do it. So if you are not praying and building your spirit, you may end up losing on all fronts. Because you will think that the strength of your Christianity is in your not doing this. Me, I don't do this like this one. I don't. No, that's not the strength of Christianity. That is the strength of morality. There's a difference between godliness and morality. Godliness is when it is coming out of a relationship with God from your spirit. You understand what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's based on a relationship with God from your spirit. So, personal prayer. Say personal prayer. Say it again. 
It's so important to have a personal prayer life. All I'm talking about is under discipline. When the devil hits you, praise God. Well, learn how to keep an atmosphere of praise. Because when you praise God, he comes down himself. Because you know, sometimes you can pray and then the prince of Persia can hijack the angel that is bringing the answers. But which prince can hijack God himself? So when you praise God, he comes down himself. David said, I'll praise you. Seven times a day, I'll praise you. When you, you wake up in the morning, learn how to give him praise. Besides saying, I am blessed, tell him the Lord, I praise you. <laughs> like I've, I, I sometimes say jokingly, we have mastered to say, bless my soul, O Lord. Instead of bless the Lord, O my soul. When you learn how to say bless the Lord, O my soul, your soul gets blessed in return. Right, so because as you give God honor, it must be a personal custom. It's not, well, it's not about music. In fact, if you come to church and you are praising, and you, we are singing praise and worship, and there's no joy in your heart, or you are just singing, it's not praise. Yeah. So what most of us call praise and worship, is actually not praise and worship, it's just music. Because praise, Bible says, in his presence is fullness of joy. Right. Any singing, Bible says, is anyone merry? Let him sing. Songs of so the songs of praise should have merry and joy behind it. Right. Then that was, that's what makes it praise. Right. That's why the devil tried to attack you, frustrate you, to take away your joy. Yes. There's a difference between joy and happiness. Joy is given by the spirit in your inner man. So, see, that's why you can't afford to keep your spirit weak. When you read your Bible, it's food for the spirit. Yes, it's food for the spirit, food for your soul. It says that, receive with meekness. James chapter 1 verse 21. He said, putting aside all superfluity of naughtiness, let's receive with meekness. The engrafted word of God, which is able to save your soul. Your soul. So, the word of God works on your spirit. It works on your soul. And guess what? He said, for it, they are life to those who fight and health to all their flesh. So, you, soul, spirit, and body, you get it. And now, so when your spirit is strengthened, it's easy when the devil throws something at you to say, Lord, I give you praise. You feel like crying, but you know what? I give you praise, God. I praise your name. I thank you that you are with me. You are, you, you are complaining you don't have a husband. But what if you have to thank God you are not leprous? <laughs> Do you understand that? If you are bedridden in the hospital, would you be thinking about a husband? Do you understand that? So there's something you can thank God for. Have a personal praise life. And when we come to church and we are praising God, take advantage of it. It's not music time. It's praise time. Take advantage of it. Watch this. Hijack what is happening in church to express your testimony to God. So when we are saying, singing, your love never fails, never give up, never runs out on me. You are taking it as your own testimony. God, your love never fails. Suddenly you realize that you enter into a realm. God comes down on you. So have your own personal praise and worship lifestyle. People are struggling privately. Private issues. The, the actual point I'm making here is that privately, some of us, you know you are struggling. You look very okay. But <laughs> you are very sick privately. There are too many people who are not happy. They are not happy. Private addictions. Private addiction, you know it. You know it's, it's ruining your life. 
but you don't seem to be in control. Even though you are in Christ, he says, sin shall no longer have dominion over you. Why? Because the enemy has deceived us and kept the thing that will strengthen our spirits away from us. And we are trying to use religious ideology and strength to overcome. You can't. Your spirit must be empowered. And you can, you can remain strong in your spirit through by, by personal Bible reading and prayers. That's the only way forward. And you can't afford to give up. Because that thing will hunt you down. It will hunt you to just reduce you to a piece of bread. It's in Proverbs. The sad bit is, people look very honorable on the outside. But internally, slaves to all kinds of things. I gave an illustration. It is like Samson. It is shaving your hair. Your hair signifies your glory and your strength. It's shaving your hair. Some people are what Christians, they are here. But half of their hair has been shaved already. The little left, the scissors is under it. And so you realize, life goes round and round. There's no uh, prosperity, sight and progress in view. And you don't understand. He said, but I'm praying. Yeah, you are praying, but something is also eating. It's eating you up. Illustration I gave. It's like you have slow puncture. You keep putting air in your tie, but within a few hours, the air is gone. Keep putting tight air because there is a puncture. There is a hole in your spiritual life. So all these prophetic words that are about to manifest, but this puncture, puncture. Second Corinthians, can you put it there? And, and Ivy, chapter 7, verse 1. That's, it says, since, since you, have, you have this promise, purify yourself from anything that contaminates body and spirit. We thank God for using his servant, Reverend Dr. David Entry, to share this awesome word. If this message has blessed you in any way, please spread the word by sharing it and send us an email to amen at charis.org. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter for regular updates on what God is doing here at Charis Ministry. Stay blessed.